Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. This is uh, End Times Friday. Good morning. And, uh, we are, uh, we'll be uh, uh, airing this one, I believe, uh, uh, Friday the 26th of January. So, and, and we're taping this in January. So we're actually pretty current right now with uh, what's going on in the world. And um, uh, it's interesting, a um, couple things. You know, again, this is just God who is reinforcing certain things. Um, uh, there's there's more and more people that are observing mm-hmm. that this is different than anything they've ever experienced, right? And they wonder because of just it's different, and it doesn't seem to be any normal cycle. That something is different, and they see the the uh, state of the world. You know, is is something happening? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and we've had several uh, of our leaders, um, and 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 partly what as you know we do is um, first of all we've learned to walk with God and hear His voice, and we understand the privilege of that, the joy of that. Right. Uh, that uh, we have access and we have the ability to be guided by the God of the universe <laughs> who knows mm-hmm. more than more than I do. <laughs> and, uh, and he knows what's around the corner and he knows to be able to, you know, guide us and lead us. And so we do have that privilege. Um, and that as part of it, we're, we are part of the covenant and the covenant, uh, isn't just, I'm going to bless you, but it's going to be, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and, a flow through element, and there's there. a flow through, and we we understand that uh, as as we're receiving truth and living out that truth and the joy of that truth, that God will say, "Well, part of the covenant uh, is actually I'm sending you as the covenant, and you guide them to connect with me, God speaking, so I can give mm-hmm. them truth as well and be a be available for that." You know, right. be available right. to give it away. And and we don't have to, you know, just like even when we do retreats, uh, when you do a retreat, we do a retreat. You know, we don't say, I have to go do a retreat. Um, mm-hmm. Rather, because of the experience of people seeing the difference of, of people that are abiding, usually somebody that, that they know have come to a retreat, they will say, well, can I come too? Um, mm-hmm. Sure. You know, or... Hey, I've got a big problem, or I've got an issue, and I need I need assistance, and and so we're we're more than happy to, uh, uh you know, to do that. Well, uh, several of our leaders, this is happening over the last uh, ever since Christmas into into now, um, and this is just something that's that we're observing is that 
people that are just not even uh, close to them, and they and they somehow realize that they're a believer and a, and a, a believer who's walking with God, they're asking a question. Here's the question: mm-hmm. Do you think do you think we might be in the end times? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, what do you see? Yeah. What's yeah. going on? And uh, do you know anything about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, because we uh, have we've received. You know what uh, Christ told John in Revelation is pay attention, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really understand the truth of it, and keep looking at it and understanding it and the signs. And uh, He said, you know, be careful that you don't get obsessed by it mm-hmm. um, or predict it that well it's going to happen then and now. And every you you change. Like for example, uh, this happened in Korea. This is probably probably fifteen twenty years ago, but. There was a big church, gigantic church, million. Think of a million member church, <laughs> mm. um, and they were they were just you know thriving. And right. the pastor got into you know discussing the end, um, but then he went too far with it mm. and started making predictions. Right. That well, it's going to end you know October or something, um, and so. <laughs> And and this this actually happened. So a million people were being guided that literally the end is going to happen this year in this mm. month. And so they said, well, then shouldn't we just sell our houses and shouldn't we just, mm-hmm. you know, don't go to work and don't care? And the pastor said, yeah, that's what you should do. Mm. Um, and they changed their life mm-hmm. based upon is the end going to come? Yes, but we don't know exactly when. when. Right. And we don't right. change. And God says, don't change your life for it, but, but recognize I, I will give you wisdom and insight and preparation for it, but I want you to keep living uh, the covenant mm-hmm. life, you know? And so he said, you got to be careful with that, but we, but we have studied it and we have spent a lot of time with it and discussed it in a very healthy way. And so our leaders can answer the question is, yeah, I do know something about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and this is what we're trying to do in the podcast is we don't say, therefore, you got to do A, B, and C. Right. We just say, well, let's get in the word. You process it. You let God mm-hmm. show you the truth of it. Understand it. Keep going until you until you see it. And you got lots and lots of questions. But it's But what we've noticed is that there seems to be a higher interest in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lately. Um, so that's why we're trying to present a very uh, informative and biblical perspective on it. But we do need to pay attention because God, you know, God says to pay attention. And the other thing that's happened, and I don't know if this has happened in your retreats at all, but people around us um, are getting uh, dreams mm-hmm. of uh, the world collapsing. Right and dark and they're in the middle of it and certain things are happening um and they and they have no idea of what that means because they said i've never had a dream like this um Mm -hmm. i have personal dreams right but this seems more global and what the heck is that all about you know and uh and i and that's that there's an uptick to that you know so that yeah uh, we're we're because of it. I, I just believe that's one of the ways that God's trying to communicate is that yeah, things are happening and the timing you know is coming. Uh, at least be prepared, or at least teach your your kids to prepare. I had a 
I had a great discussion with a discipleship group I have of execs, um, and we were talking about they were going through their observation of the world and how how more dark it's becoming. Mm-hmm. And the comment was made. Um, I'm sure glad that I had the privilege of growing up and living life when I did because my kids and grandkids are facing a much darker hmm. and a more complicated and a more oppressive world. Right. Um, and I said, okay, now stop a second. Uh, let me ask you a question. Um, I said, is, do you think that's true? Uh, yep. I said, I agree. It's true. I said, do you think it ma- matters to God relative to his ability mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. deliver the covenant? Mm, no, not nope. really. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, then given that, think about what one of your roles is at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they started to say, you know what? We got to teach them, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, because they we don't want them to be discouraged and live in a life of oppression because the circumstances um, don't dictate what God can do. And I and I just said again, yes, we at our age and the and the life that we had, we we kind of did grow up in a special moment of, of history, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, if you look at all of history, the world's been pretty awful for right. all that time, you know. And so the people living in that time, you know, think of think of the people in uh, in England in World War II mm. getting bombed. Um, right, is that you know that was an awful thing, but God could still deliver the covenant, you know, uh, to them. Um, and so our role would be to teach uh, about the end, teach about God's nature, keep a teach about the covenant, trust, being guided, hearing his voice. Um, if, the, if we can teach our kids that, mm-hmm. then we have fulfilled the passing along right. of the truth, you know, time after time. So that, that's what we encourage people here is why, yeah. is why we, don't, we don't want this to be, yeah, it doesn't really matter because, you know, who knows, we're going to be raptured anyway, which we'll talk about. Um, but it does matter because uh, it's, uh, helping our offspring and particularly our grandchildren to uh, live a life of God. Right. Uh, I love as you're, as you're speaking that I'm just reminded um, because I think it's an interesting dynamic because like you said, so many people um, believers and non-believers are seeing, you know, the differences right now and it's alerting things. And I am hearing stories of, you know, of what you would call preppers, right. Um, the, the term preppers, um, several of which are non-believers but that is you know what they can control is is that yeah. physical prep right and or in their minds what they can control yeah. and i think you know there is you know a level that god instructs us for certain things and we absolutely have seen that in different scenarios so there is some truth in the physical preparation but i think what you're highlighting here is the biggest imminent preparation that we all need to be making is preparation of hearts right and really teaching, um, you know, what we know, continuing to grow in our knowledge of God as faithful, who he is, faithful to the covenant, 
And do we truly believe that? Do we live that? Do we walk that out? Do we experience it day by day? And do we teach our children right. and the next generation that the most important preparation they can take is to prepare their hearts, prepare the way of the Lord, prepare for his coming. And in that, attaching them to his feet, what does it look like to truly prepare them to walk with God, regardless of what is going on in the world, regardless of whether the end is tomorrow or whether it is 10 years from now or 30 years from now, are we teaching them to prepare their hearts? Right. Right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's, uh, uh, you know, first of all, it starts with our heart. Yes. Um, are we prepared to walk with God and trust him and believe him and um, mm-hmm. And then receive insight and guidance about uh, what would you say to us as we face, you know, the changes in life right. uh, and things going up. And again, we we want to keep portraying that um, if you look at the the things happening in the world, is it problematic? Yeah, it's very yeah. Prob- it's very problematic. And there's instruction God has for us in navigating it. Yeah, right? and the biggest the biggest problem of it all is the uh, uncertainty and the lack of a consistent pattern to it. So mm-hmm. that, you know, when, when I was a young, Linda and I were young believers, um, we went through economic cycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'd be up and there'd be down, there'd be recession, there'd be boom. Uh, but the way we observed it and then lived it was that um, uh, it's, uh, something that is, uh, you know, truthfully um, going to be the same, we can count on it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that, hey, it's it's going to be fine. Um, got something popping up on my screen here, so I had to get that taken care of. <laughs> um, so um, there was a, a regularity to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was problematic, but we could see the, that the pattern was going to, you know, return. Um well, in this case, we're in a situation where we've seen and experienced things that aren't part of any regular pattern, and the world's condition is in a different place, and right. the, un- the uncertainty of it all. Yeah, the definition of chaos, right? <laughs> chaos, and, and it's getting more and more chaotic, you know. And uh, so as we think about even like we discussed the, the Israel war, they're continuing to pursue Hamas. Uh, mm-hmm. Their goal is to eliminate it completely, and now they're you know they're trying to go into Gaza uh, uh, as well as actually other places in the world. But the Hamas leaders are hiding mm-hmm. and are trying to be protected, you know, from uh, Israel. Uh, so it's it's more and more difficult to find them, you know, and to get mm-hmm. to it. And one one thing that I've noticed, which is a little bit surprising to me, is that there's. I haven't seen any discussion of the remaining hostages. Um, mm. So they haven't got them all back. So I don't know, have they all killed, have been killed? Right. You know, where are they? How are they approaching that? There's no negotiation going on. Um, so I have wonder. Have they just I, given up on that? I, yeah, but, I, just, I yeah. just wonder about that. Have they just assumed that, you know, we can't get them back? But that's an interesting thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then. Um, Iran, you know, and this is, remember, we've talked about the typical uh, scenario in the Middle East is that the, uh, the like Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, they they serve as a nuisance mm-hmm. to Israel, pr- fundamentally. Um, and they and they loft bombs and they do certain things. And um, with the Hamas war, 
they they elevated it up, but Iran and, and Hezbollah and Syria and Turkey haven't, uh, in a massive way, joined a battle against Israel. They but they mm-hmm. are nuisances right now. So right. there's some things that are happening. Um, um, Iran uh, is lobbing missiles at boats in the uh, uh, you know the Mediterranean and uh, the Houthis or something. The like Houthis, that, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're using using that. So, um, but it's not an all all out war. Mm-hmm. It's they're just serving as a nuisance, you know, to that. Um, right. I think to remind people of, uh, and they're trying to say, if if we're still here and we we can escalate it if we want to, we would urge you. And they're they're talking to you know Saudi Arabia and and America and Israel is you know don't don't you elevate it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so be be careful here because we're you know we're still here, which is why the nuisance factor is it. So the interesting right. the interesting thing is that um, could it break out into a major Middle East war? It could. Doesn't seem like that's what that's what's going to happen um, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Israel, I think, is just quietly going to try to just make sure that they take care of Hamas and Hamas never comes back to power. Um, and they don't push the war against anybody else. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So we got to. We just got to watch that uh, as we look at it. Um, and as we look at the end, um, we do know one thing, which we've been talking about, is um, the rapture. Right. Uh, and the rapture, it is a biblical truth. Uh, uh, we even talked about it, you know, last time uh, out of Thessalonians, is that um, we are. Uh, there'll be a group of people, believers, that will be on earth and they'll be translated mm-hmm. into the heavenly places without ever physically dying to go through it. They'll just be right. take, they'll be taken. They'll be removed. So their bodies will be gone, but they'll they'll be in a different place, uh, which is called the rapture. And the the uh, approaches uh, in history uh, is, uh, pre-trib, mm-hmm. uh, mid-trib, when the uh, Antichrist declares himself to be God, and post-trib, when Christ returns at the end of the tribulation, seven-year tribulation. Um, the evangelical church in America primarily has promoted, and partly through the popularity of books uh, mm-hmm. as well, as they've they promoted that it's pre-trib, and they actually teach it as if it's absolute. Yeah, I absolutely uh, have seen that too. Yeah, yeah. that uh, matter of fact, um, it becomes a interesting enough. It becomes a line of demarcation mm-hmm. for churches that if you don't believe it, mm-hmm. they kind of reject you. Is right. that well? Then you you really need to go somewhere else because we're we're pre trip, um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh, what we're trying to help everybody understand is that. Because of what the Bible says, the words and the description of it, there really isn't an ability to absolutely say it's one of those three. Right. Um, there can be a scriptural case made for all of them, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so what we're trying to keep saying is um, do not accept any of the three as absolute because somebody mm-hmm. has developed a good you know, argument for it. Right. Right. Uh, and by the way, the preference, of course, all of us would first be, we all want it to be that, <laughs> right? <Pre-trib. laughs> We'd love pre-trib, you know, because then we don't we don't have to worry about it. Uh, 
But God says, well, be careful here. And so what we're trying to do is just present the word mm-hmm. um, and see what he has to say. So uh, let's go to uh, Matthew 24, uh, 29 through 31, and then 36 to 44. Matthew, sure. this is Christ speaking uh, about it. So what does he okay. say? Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall, fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, and then down to uh, 36 to 44. Sure. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming the coming of man of the Son of Man be. <laughs> For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until that day until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... um, uh, He's obviously uh, describing, you know, a little bit of the rapture, which we'll talk about here, is that um, uh, in verse 31, uh, he says, uh, uh, God will send his angels, uh, and with the great shout of a trumpet, uh, they will do what? In verse 31. Gather together his elect. Yep. So they're going to gather the elect, uh, both ones that have already uh, there in heaven along with the ones that are on earth, and we, we join together. Um, and then he describes it uh, down in um, uh, verse 40 uh, and 41. What, is, what does he say? That then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Okay, so that it happens um, during the, the life uh, of what's going on. Uh, and some are taken and some are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and some that are taken, obviously, are the ones that are following God and the ones that aren't are unbelievers. Um, but he says, you'll be, you'll be functioning at, at mm-hmm. work, basically. Right. Going and, about normal life. And the person yeah. next to you will, will realize in a nanosecond, you're gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm still here and I'll... You know they'll they'll wonder what it is now. By the way, um, if it is mid trib, mm-hmm. um, the Antichrist, which is there's a case for for why this might be mid trib, um, the Antichrist, and he says this other places, justifies it as um, he who he's remember declared to be God. Mm-hmm. I took him out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I needed to get them out of the way because they're not believing what we believe. Interesting, right. And and so isn't that a good thing? Because uh, remember, mid-trib 
is when uh, God brings his wrath. Right. Um, and the world is, is now the recipient of awful, terrible things. Mm-hmm. And even during that awful, terrible things, the Lord sends angels around the world. Remember, there's mm-hmm. millions of angels. So he sends millions of angels to declare to repent. Mm-hmm. How many do you think repent? None. None. Um, okay, if I don't repent in spite of the awful stuff going on, mm-hmm. what therefore must I believe? Uh, my heart has been, your heart would be completely hardened to be- Christ, right? Because, yeah, because what do I believe? See, is that um, this is this is deceitfulness. Mm-hmm. You're telling me to repent, but you're the cause of the problem. And my mm-hmm. God, the Antichrist is saying, uh, don't don't believe anything they're saying. We just need to get rid of them, and then we'll get back. Right. To, we'll, we'll get back to where it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they believe it. Um, right. There's a there's not a some people that say, man, this is terrible. I think it'd be a good idea to repent. They don't mm-hmm. they don't come to that conclusion because they're so deceived. At that point, they've bought into the deception yeah. fully. Yeah. Even even mm-hmm. when it's uh, consequential, to, you know, to them. Um, so. Uh, it does describe the rapture, and it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of cool about how beautiful Scripture is. It says, "Yeah, <laughs> you'll be taken up, and the person next to you will will be continuing to function mm-hmm. in their life, and you're going to be gone." You know, and uh, he said that's going to be, and I'm going to gather, you know, the elect. Um, and so, um, you know, as he uh, speaks it, uh, and we'll get into this, is that. Um, in verse 30, that the sign of the Son of Man will appear um, and then uh, the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with power and great glory. Now this, if you just took that verse, Christ appears at the very end of the tribulation and mm. they, and he actually defeats you know everybody in the, uh, the battle of Armageddon um, and his power is then known which is why they mourn because um, they thought, and we just mm-hmm. described this. We they they thought that the Antichrist was God, and he was going to had to get rid of Israel's God, and it wound up being the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mourn about that as, oh, we missed it, you know. And uh, how sad is that? But this this would indicate that this actually happens at the very end of the tribulation hmm. because there there's a mourning to it. Um, so this is where the one of the the crucial scriptures for post-trib theory, right? This, this would be partly, it would say it's post-trib. Um, you know, could be, they could they could say maybe, maybe he comes at mid-trib when he announces God's wrath. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's then. It wouldn't support pre-trib. Right. Uh, because even if we're raptured, the world doesn't mourn about that because mm-hmm. uh, they actually embrace the one world government that takes over power. And so if Christ comes in his glory, the world doesn't mourn about it at all. They, mm. they actually would say, you know, isn't that a good thing? Um, so, so that's why it probably in this case, you know, it wouldn't be pre-trip. So we'll, we'll continue this discussion uh, and go into more of what Christ says um, as he describes it, particularly, he says, 
uh, nobody knows the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so he said, be careful. Uh, and and we try to be careful. Is that you know could we say it's closer? Yes. Is it possible mm-hmm. in our time? Yes. Can we can we be sure sure of that? No. Uh, right. Uh, and all we can do is say we'll pay attention. And mostly, we want to say we need to pay attention to the uncertainty of what's coming up, no matter what. Yes. And two, we are called to receive it, process it, and then teach it. Mm-hmm. To, to the next generation and then Absolutely. they to the next generation. So even if it's 100 years from now, you know, that our, our great-great-grandchildren will have somebody that mm-hmm. will have learned it and they learned it from us. Uh, right, right. So and that cool. even comes back to that principle, Second Timothy 2, two of entrusting what you've learned to, to faithful servants who can also teach others, right? Right, that's right. Um, so let me pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the... Uh, the words, uh, all we can do is receive those words. We pray that uh, we won't over-analyze uh, it or over-predict uh, it, but rather just realize what you've said and take what you've said purposely, uh, that we then have to receive it, and what does that mean for us, and how do we approach it. So give us wisdom and give us insight as we do that now in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today. If you have questions from today's podcast, send them in to us at abideministries.questions at abideministries.com, and we'd love to answer them. Have a great weekend. Yep. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos, brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.